Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 56 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where I get feisty about women caring for themselves when they're sick and how it affects all aspects of your life. You're going to want to listen to this one, my friend. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hello. I am so glad we are together again. Happy Wednesday. These always drop on a Wednesday, so happy midweek. I love our time together. Did you know that? Even if it's virtual, doesn't matter. I kind of feel like you're right here with me and we're just a couple of friends having tea together while we're talking about really important stuff. That's what I visualize anyway when I'm recording this podcast. Now, usually I record on Thursdays, but this particular episode, I had some conflicts, so I had to do it on a Saturday. Now, when I woke up that morning, I felt like I hadn't slept a wink. I was just exhausted and I didn't have much energy. So I just stayed in my PJs for the entire morning and didn't do much of anything. But what do you suppose happened? Yes, Ursula, my little critical voice in my head came to tell me all the things I should be doing and how I was going to be behind and all the other nonsense that she usually comes up with. So I just sent her away. She really wasn't adding any value to my brain. And I decided not to push myself to do anything and pretty much followed that. <laughs> I got dressed and that was about it. I listened to my body and what it needed. Now, this hasn't always been the case for me, for sure, because I'm such a overachiever, prover, you know, perfectionist, all those derailers, right? I used to push myself and kept going even when I had a high fever and really felt sick. And I know I'm not alone in that either. The other day I was scrolling on social media and came across a post of one of my colleagues. And she was letting the world know that she had a really bad case of the flu and how awful she felt. And in her words, she could only hold herself together for two hours tops. And then she wrote us a PSA saying to use masks and hand sanitizer and all that. And my first reaction to this was feeling really bad for her and hoping that she got better soon. But my second reaction, which came lightning quick, was, why are you trying to hold it together? You're really sick. Rest. Take care of yourself. Or better yet, let your husband do that. Allow him and anybody else to take care of you. And later in the week, I was talking with one of my amazing clients, and she mentioned she didn't feel well. She thought she might have strep. So I asked her if she had a fever, and she told me that she did. And then I asked if she was getting any rest, and she said she was trying to get some rest. And when I asked her what trying to rest looks like, 
she proceeded to tell me that she'd done the laundry from the trip she just returned from and cleaned the kitchen and made the beds and then was planning to make some changes to her slide deck for an upcoming presentation. I paused and asked her where the resting part was in that agenda. Now, you know, we both had a good chuckle, but I was serious. Where was the resting? When was she going to prioritize her own health and well-being? You know, we women aren't taught that taking a needed break to heal ourselves is acceptable. Do you, I mean, think about that. Do you ever remember your mother being sick and then just taking good care of herself? I don't. Who will take care of the kids? Who will make the meals or do school drop-off or help them with homework or do the laundry or, you know, take care of that meeting? Who indeed? You aren't the only person in your household who can do these tasks and you're not the only one at work who can do them. And if you live alone, really, who cares who does all that? It can wait. You can phone a friend and ask them to help out or, you know, a sibling or a neighbor. And notice how quickly your brain tells you that it's not possible because you don't want to bother anyone. You don't want to make more work for them. You can do it on your own. Notice how you're shrinking and diminishing your needs in the process. When you're feeling ill or not quite yourself, I'm going to ask you, what do you do? Do you notice it? Slow down, clear your calendar for the afternoon or a couple of days? Do you make yourself a cup of hot tea and curl up with a blanket and take a rest? (laughs) These were pretty rhetorical questions because I knew the answer before I asked the question. The answer, I'm quite sure, is a big fat no. Women don't take care of themselves. They take care of everyone else. That's what we're socialized to do from the time we enter the world. The result is women who are overworked and burnt out and are having more health issues than ever before. And to help cope with these feelings and the exhaustion that comes with it, women often find themselves turning to outside sources to help them relax or just check out. And food and alcohol are the most common uses. And when these things become a necessary part of your day, that's when it can turn into a little bit of a problem. So why is it that women don't take care of themselves when they're sick and continue to push through? Well, it's part societal pressure and part the stories that we tell ourselves. One of my clients who has small children told me that she unknowingly had a bad bout of bronchitis. I mean, that's serious, right? And she still went to work every day, working late most evenings because they had a project. One of her kids was sick, so she took him to the doctor because he was coughing a lot. And the pediatrician looked at her and said, "Uh, how long have you been sick? And finally brought in an ER doctor to examine her. Instead of being relieved to know what she had, she began beating herself up for not being able to handle this better. Oh, my stars. That's the perfectionist derailer coming forward, which is a byproduct of our pull yourself up by your bootstraps culture that's attached a person's worthiness to their ability to act entirely independent of anybody else. And let's be real. Women are judged by their resourcefulness and capacity for self-sacrifice, regardless of the personal cost. And how ridiculous is that? The image of the perfect woman is that they sacrifice themselves in totality for their families or work. And this is deeply ingrained in our culture and taught in our homes, even if you grew up in a progressive household. So we women ignore our needs in the name of perceived perfection, even if it literally makes us sick. 
and we're applauded for our selflessness over and over again. I mean, we power through until it becomes a habit. We embrace, even celebrate our sacrifice. You know why? Because it allows us to hide the fact that we can't live up to the unrealistic expectations that we have. Perfection is the goal. And honestly saying, I can't do it, let alone, I don't want to do it, is too anxiety-inducing because it threatens to unmask our own vulnerability. Saying these things means we aren't what we imagine to be ideal. And oh God, is that scary? So I'm calling BS on all of this, which of course you knew I would. It's time we learn to take care of ourselves, period. No, wait a minute. Let me correct that. It's time we decide to take care of ourselves, period. We already know what to do because we do it for everyone else. We need to decide to do it for ourselves and that, yes, we deserve it. It's the old put your oxygen mask on first thing, you know? You know you can't give from an empty cup. It just doesn't work. And I know you've tried. Believe you me, I've tried. And the result of that, truly, I burned out twice. When you are feeling an illness coming on, it's time for you to gather your supplies and take a day off or two. Clear your work schedule. Don't work from home. They can handle whatever comes up. They really can. And watch for the stories your brain is going to tell you. You know, your Ursula, whoever that critical voice is in your head, what is she going to say? She's going to sound like, I need to handle this because nobody else can. I don't do well with clutter, so I'll just clean this up before I can rest. I'm not a good wife or mother or leader or daughter or fill in the blank. If I take time away from them, and I should be able to get through this, it's just a cold. Tell your family you're sick and you need extra nurturing and tell them what that looks like for you. And it may be different than what it looks like for me. I have friends who want to be left alone when they're sick. They just want to sleep and be alone in their misery. I personally like to have my meals and, you know, made for me, my tea brought to me on a bed tray. I like tissues and medications on my nightstand. So I have everything I need. And you get to choose what works best for you. And you get to make those requests. It's not a failure to ask for help when you need it. It's not a black mark on your character to say you need to rest and take care of yourself. There's no gold medal for being a woman who always cares for others, but never herself. I implore you to begin to practice taking care of you. Do it in little bites if it feels more doable. Create a nurture kit for yourself that has everything you want in it so that when you do get sick, and my friend, you will, you're ready for it. Have a basket that has a favorite book medications, tissues, a thermometer, a coloring book and markers or crayons, your favorite tea and honey, and a list of foods that you want to have somebody else make you that sounds good to you. For example, here's what I do. I like really good chicken soup and lots of veggies and chicken. Now, I don't care who makes it or how I get it. It could be from a restaurant. It could be from the store. I don't care. <laughs> That's what I want. I like toast, but since I'm gluten-free, I ask for a gluten-free waffle instead. I like jello, and I'm pretty particular on what flavor. <laughs> so I list those so that I get what 
is comforting to me. I want ginger ale. I used to have that as a kid. Popsicles, if I have a sore throat, ice cream, all the things that are comfort foods or would help either a sore throat or a fever. That's what I ask for. Does this sound like what you had when you were a little kid? Because it's exactly what I had when I was. And why do you suppose it's so comforting? It's because that's what you received when you were a child and got sick. You were nurtured and cared for. Just because you're a grown-up doesn't mean you don't need that anymore. And I would say you need it even more now because of all the pressure you put on yourself and the demands that are on your time. That little child is still within you and needs to be cared for. So what are your favorite things to have when you're under the weather? I invite you to take five minutes and start thinking about that. What will you put in your nurture basket to prepare for the next time you get sick? I would love to know. Send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com. Tell me all the things, my friend. And have you heard the phrase, how you do one thing is how you do everything? I have, and I think there's some truth in it. How you care for yourself when you're ill is a good indicator of how you care for yourself or not in life. When you put your health last, you probably don't value yourself in other areas. Do you speak up in important meetings at work? Do you set boundaries when you feel one of your values being stepped on? Are you someone who avoids conflict at all costs? Do you say yes when you really mean no? When you don't honor yourself in one area of your life, that habit spreads into other areas too. And I know because I've experienced this myself and I see it in my clients. I have helped thousands of women learn to prioritize their needs and feel good about it rather than selfish, which is what our culture tells us. It's not selfish to put your needs at the top of your list, particularly when your health is at risk. It's a must. Are you curious how you could get to be like them? Schedule a discovery call with me today. It's that simple. It's time you prioritized your health and well-being. It's time you nurtured yourself and allowed others to nurture you. One of the greatest gifts is allowing yourself to receive. And I invite you to receive this podcast, the suggestions I've made, and all the love that I am sending your way. And let it really sink in. I'm inviting you to receive help and allow yourself to feel how amazing that is. You are worth taking care of, my friend. You are beautiful, you are brilliant, and you are so deserving of all things loving. All right, be well. And remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon.